This podcast of the Model Health Show is presented to you by Sean Stevenson with Rare Gym Productions. For more information, visit the SeanStevensonModel.com. Welcome to the Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson here with my amazing wow. co-host and producer Jay Terrell. What's up, Jay? Hello, Sean. Look at you. How you doing today? <laughs> amazing Nicolent. Amazing Nicolent. What incarnation does Immaculately that mean? Immaculately amazing. Like it's so clean, smooth, right on time, amazing. <laughs> Click that together, boom. There Close you have it, the folks. the dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's some people out there that are using the words that you put together. Isn't that great? You know, it's so funny. And I get emails about that, too. That is wonderful. And I love the emails that let us know. Jay Dictionary. <laughs> well, Jay, today we're continuing our conversation about weight loss. Mm-hmm. You know, last week we had a really powerful conversation about the inner game. That was good. You know, and really starting to uncover what's going on in your internal regions when you're attempting to lose weight and understanding why it's such a rare thing to see. You yeah. know, because according to the statistics, between 96 and 98% of the people who set out to lose weight fail mm. long term. That's, that's almost everybody. That, exactly. I mean, <laughs> everybody like, who tries. It's mind boggling that that's even a reality. Now, know? is it a part because we're trying to lose weight? Is that the mind part? Because that, it, it if, can be. If I'm looking at the study and it's people who are trying to lose weight fail. Yeah. You didn't say people who are trying to become yes. the greatest version of themselves yes, fail. Yes. Because when you lose something, what do you want to do subconsciously? You want to find that. You know <laughs> well, what I'm maybe saying? Maybe so, yeah. I lost this weight. <laughs> now where is it? Right. You know, let me go get that back. Sure, that and bad habits. and <laughs> you know, So it's all part of the spiritual jambalaya, yeah. you know, that needs to take place for you to change. But definitely, you know, if, if you didn't hear the show, go back and listen to that one. That's a good one. Incredible, incredible. Yes. But today, so we're going to talk about some of the physiological stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we talk about the body changing aspects. Thank you. We're going to talk about actually the number one cause of unwanted weight gain today. Uh And this is not directly related to calories Mm because a lot of times we're thinking about gaining weight, we're thinking about, you know, I must be eating too many calories, let me burn off more. Mm -hmm. So it's not that, but that's what we're going to talk about today. Sweet. First and foremost, let me give a huge shout out to our show sponsor, Mm -hmm. perfectsupplements.com. Oh, I love y'all. The industry leader for whole food, Mm superfood supplementation. And because you're a fan of the show, the Model Health Show, you get 10% off your entire purchase from PerfectSupplements.com. They've got the perfect coconut oil, which I love. They've got the perfect spirulina, highest source of protein of any food on the planet. Yes. The perfect chlorella. Get Mm -hmm. rid of those heavy metals in your body. Get rid of some of those aches and pains. And um, (laughs) The pings and dings. (laughs) So a lot of people don't realize this, but there's some interesting anti-inflammatory compounds that are in these superfoods like chlorella and spirulina. But, you know, I'm not saying that it's, it's some, don't replace that with bear or sure. Tylenol and go and <laughs> take a bunch of chlorella. Mm-hmm. But these are more preventative things, you know, just taking these things help to reduce the inflammation or the systemic inflammation in your body. Great. You know, really wonderful stuff to have in your back pocket. It's good stuff. And right, in so, your water. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, they've got the perfect acai, mm-hmm. the cordyceps. I love those. Yes. So many amazing things that you can add to your own personal nutrition strategy. So head on over to perfectsupplements.com and get your amazing, well, they're perfect. Mm-hmm. Amazing, excellent. Perfect. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Supplements. Yes, right? the full so, line. Go get the full line. Perfectsupplements.com. Enter the coupon code MODEL101. That's M-O-D-E-L 101 for 10% off your purchase. Awesome. 
All right. So now let's get to the fan of the week. Hey, y'all. I sure appreciate you sending in all that good stuff. All right, Sean, this is from Art C. Kind. And it's titled As Good As It Gets with five stars. Real nice. Saying, I love the Model Health Show podcast because the information is well-researched and presented in a fashion that is easy to follow and comprehend. Added bonus, host Sean Stevenson and producer Jade Harrell are just fun. Sean is truly gifted in providing health information that cuts through the myths, nonsense, and confusion. He brings revelation to health-related issues equal to, if not better, than Dr. Oz. Okay? Every episode provides me with new information that I can implement immediately to become a better version of myself. I am thankful for the podcasts and look forward to each episode. Now that is an awesome review. Amazing. Yes. And thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for heading over to iTunes and leaving us these reviews. These five-star ratings mean so much to me. It does. We definitely read all the reviews. And that helps to get the show out there and get mm-hmm. it to more people, too. These reviews really matter a lot on iTunes. They do. Every so, bit. Every bit. Thank you so much. Now let's get into the topic of the day. Yes. So we're going to be talking about what I believe is the number one cause of unwanted weight gain. Okay. Say and it. So this is it's some serious stuff. So <sighs> if you've been struggling over the years with getting off those pounds or you're interested in helping others to do the same, because a lot of people who listen to the show are leaders. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who listen to the show are health coaches, doctors, chiropractors, integrative health physicians, and nurses. There's so many different people out there who are in this business who, by getting this information and utilizing it, are helping more people. And that, oh, mm-hmm. that just gives me so much joy. I mean, it really, really mm-hmm. makes me happy to know that. And it extends the reach of this work. Exactly. Impact. <laughs> That's my driver. That's right. All right, so let's get into it. I like to give examples wherever possible, mm-hmm. all right? You know, paint a picture, <laughs> tell you a story. <laughs> Settle down now, little ones, and let me tell you a story. Do you remember when you were younger? Do you remember when you were younger and you could drink juice boxes? You could drink those little barrel juices. Oh, man. You could drink Pepsi and 7-Up and Vess, and you could eat cookies, the mm. Chips Ahoy, the sandwich cookies. You could eat Red Hot Riplets and the Funyuns and the Lay's potato chips and mm. you could eat mm-hmm. ramen noodles and you could eat SpaghettiOs and ravioli mm. and Science pizza so and burgers to chime in. and <laughs> ice cream sundaes and on and on and on and on. There are very few people in our society that did not grow up with these things being a heavy part of their diet. The idea of the family sitting around and having food made from scratch as they used to call it, made from scratch. Made from scratch. I want to analyze what does that even mean, mm-hmm. made from scratch. Hey, <laughs> scrape it together, scratch it up. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So all of these things were a part of our culture and a part of our upbringing. You could eat that stuff, and you still were not that big. You know, mm-hmm. you, were still, you were a little kid or you were a teenager, and your metabolism seemed to work pretty well. Now, there are some people who were heavier kids, and they were heavier mm-hmm. through you know, their um, adolescence and growing up in a preteen and whatnot. But generally, even then, you were probably smaller if you've struggled with your weight than you are mm-hmm. now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And what happened? Why is it that now, back then, you could eat all this stuff mm-hmm. and you didn't really gain that much weight? Right. Today, if you even look at <laughs> I can't even, right. a vanilla wafer, mm-hmm. your and butt's mm-hmm. jiggling. You jacked me you up know? with that list. Now I got to go back in the gym another <laughs> couple of days just by hearing it. You even drive by a donut shop. <laughs> And you start feeling like your arms got more flab on it. Just looking at it. 
right? <laughs> what happened? Why then could you eat all of these outrageous foods mm-hmm. and your body didn't give you so much negative feedback? Yes. And now today when you do it, it's like instant. Like I feel horrible the next day. Armageddon. I'm puffy. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sets off that domino effect. Yes. What it's happened? A downward slide to deathness. <laughs> or another good example is you might know somebody even today in your adult life who they seem like they can get away with stuff. Yeah, we're not friends anymore. Like we call it get away with <laughs> eating all these random, you know, like mm-hmm. she, she's just always eating some junk and, you know, mm-hmm. she's still slim. Either one of these examples that might paint a picture for you, I want to explain to you what actually did happen. All right. What happened from when you were a teenager to today or when you were younger to today? And what we're changed? disregarding the college living, the marriage and pregnancies. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't that matter. None of that matters right okay, now. Okay, no problem. All right. The bottom line is what changed? Uh-huh. Some people would be like, well, I just got older. Yeah. What does that even mean? That's what we're going to address. What changed from then to now uh-huh. is your hormones. Get on. Your hormones. Your is hormones it? are what changed. The calories are the same. You're still eating the well. same, trying to eat the same food. <laughs> but when you do, it's uh-huh. catastrophic. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm thinking about weapons of mass destruction. Yeah. Right. Or mass distraction. Yes. All right. So that's what changed. Your hormones are what changed. Now, and you brought up some really important points, Jay. Pregnancy. Let's talk about that. This is why after pregnancy, a lot of women struggle to, quote, get their body back. Mm-hmm. And I won't even erase that. I don't want women striving to get their body back. Strive for it. You're better now. You're a mother. Okay. You can strive for my body is new and improved. My body is different. Mm-hmm. Let me be the best body that I can be now. Not get your body back. Because right. you've done the most incredible job that's ever been invented on this planet you know just love you sean so this is why through pregnancy the hormones change that's what the whole game was but now afterwards this is why breastfeeding is so important Mm -hmm. there's a big interaction with your hormones and the baby and your body changes as a result of you manufacturing that milk for your child and helping your body to lose weight like women who breastfeed know that that's really what helps to get rid of the the belly, it does. The belly it fat. Does. And we also learned how beneficial those hormones are yeah. specifically in creating the map for our children in their bodies. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, also, after pregnancy, remineral- remineralization. Say that five times uh-huh. fast. I will Keep that in there. <laughs> remineralization is so important because your body has given so much to this life to mm. create this child. What an and this honor. is why rebuilding these things are so important. Also, mm. walking is so important, especially after having your baby. And this is something that our ancestors would have done. They would have been mm-hmm. walking their tails off with the baby now. Mm-hmm. But oftentimes, you know, with our sedentary lifestyle, we're not doing that. Sure. So well, that's another way to look at that. I like that, how you put it in perspective, because you can't keep saying, I want my body back, or it's yeah. it's something that took away from you. What an honor to ascend to that place that you gave all of that for another life. Absolutely. There's a life, and for some of us, several lives yeah. that are since then created. You're seriously great, dubbed yeah. a superhero now. Sweet. You are a superhero. Okay. You just did the most amazing thing ever. There you go, you know? sis. There you so. go, sis. All right. Now, let's get back for everybody. So what changed from then to now mm-hmm. is your hormones. hormones. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go a little bit deeper because that's what we do here at the Model Health Show. What changed and how your hormones actually changed was... There's something, the closest biological marker that we have discovered as human beings that tell us how we age and how our bodies are going to print out copies of us. There's something called telomeres, right? Telomeres. And Elizabeth Blackburn, 
won a Nobel Prize. I believe it was in 2008. Well, don't quote me on that one. But recently she won the Nobel Prize for this discovery of these telomeres. Mm-hmm. And what they are basically is like, um, I'm looking at my shoes now. Your shoestrings are your DNA, okay. right? And that's where all your genetic information is, right? And it starts to unravel once the telomeres get shortened. So the shoestring is the DNA. Mm-hmm. At the ends, those end caps, mm-hmm. those little plastic end caps, there's a name for it. And I know some, <laughs> some of the nerds out there are going to know what they're called. So the shoestring is the DNA. The end caps, the okay. little plastic, those are the telomeres. Okay. Those keep your DNA from fraying. Oh. Have you ever tried to tie up a shoe? Where there's it's not the those end caps. Right. And it's, don't come through the hole and have to rethread it through the path to the be worst. aligned, right? It's, the it's worst. one of the worst things <laughs> ever, for sure. That's right. So those telomeres. Picking keep up spurs your DNA. and all that right. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buzz balls. Yeah. Those end caps keep your DNA from fraying. Mm-hmm. All right. So the telomeres keep your DNA from fraying. Now, what's been discovered is that every time your cells replicate, because your cells are replicating every day, different cells doing different things, every time they replicate, a little bit of that end cap gets clipped off, okay? A little bit of that telomere gets clipped off to the point where your DNA frays and you you die, basically. You know, that's the end of you. Once all your, you know, a certain genetic programs or DNA have been hit, then that's it. That's it? I know it's, yeah. So this is why it's a biological clock. I mean, <laughs> Jay hey. jumped back and looked at me like, wait a minute. Hold on now. So every time your cells replicate, telomeres get clipped off, okay? Now, I hope everybody's with me. So... What we want to understand and what we want to take a look at is that when the telomeres are getting clipped, it's essentially programming your body to print out different copies of you because those telomeres are getting shorter and shorter. This is why you look different from when you were two to today. Because we're wondering like, okay, so we just grow. Mm -hmm. And nobody ever really analyzed like how does it happen? It's built into your DNA, these programs. And your body's literally amazing in its design. It's printing out different copies of you based on these clips coming Mm -hmm. off of your telomeres and your DNA getting closer and closer to you basically clocking out. Doggone it. Stack me up some more caps. So (laughs) I don't want the conversation to get too much into telomeres because we could do a whole, I've done presentations at universities about this. No, but I would like enough telomeres to get to that century. We'll touch on it really quickly. Yeah. Some things we found that have proven to shorten your telomere length faster are eating junk food, eating crap food, fake food, smoking. Smoking is a huge one. Which kind of smoking? Smoking, smoking. Smoking That's anything. it. We okay. just go and say smoking. <laughs> <laughs> just say it. That's not even personal. I'm just saying. I, you had that Bob Marley shirt on last week. Don't think I didn't see that, Jade. It was the innocent one, the one with the line. Hear me now. There was no right. blunts with that. All right, all right. No spliffs. <laughs> no spliffs. So no also spliffs. another big one is inflammation. Inflammation is the mother of burning off your telomeres faster. What a mother so, Fat burner. Mother fat burner. Yeah. Mother fat burner. All right. So <laughs> I don't want to have the conversation stay too much on the telomeres, but those are some things that can shorten them faster. What we want to look at is what's going to help to prevent them from going faster. But they are going. Faster. So they're basically here. Here's the image that I got since you're painting these great pictures. So in our life clock and the telomeres are basically functioning like the tick marks yeah. of the second hand. Mm hmm. You know, mm-hmm. just like we said, there were maybe 80 summers, 72 winter breaks. Yeah. You know, you don't get that back. The hand does not go backwards. So it's ticking see, on around. I, every time. See, you went and asked that question. Now, I didn't want to get into this, but there has been a discovery made of something that can actually add length back onto your telomeres. So it's so we're talking go about, backwards. No. Th- yes. It's like this fatter is, space between them. No. We're talking about it going backwards. Shut up. 
Yeah. This is like, there's so much research and it's just, it's this whole field that's exploding of anti-aging and uh, just this anti-aging medicine is this whole field of, there's there's certain schools now, like in, in universities right now, major universities that are dedicated to this because of this discovery. It's huge. Wow. So I'm going to dream bigger. I didn't want to open up this Pandora's box. You had box to give me this. permission to dream bigger. <laughs> I imagined it, didn't I? Yes. There but we go. I'll plant the seed for everybody. <laughs> then we'll get back to the weight loss, yes. which is for anybody who wanna, wants to look into it, what this, what this is that actually adds length back onto your telomeres, it's an enzyme called telomerase. All right. So if you want to look into that, go ahead. But we'll talk about it on a future show for sure. Excellent. All right. So Excellent. we're talking about turning the clock back. That was a great analogy. And CJ, you asked those See, good so questions. You, yeah, I like All how right. you made it like, blamed it on me. I was talking about a clock, you know? No. Uh, hey, uh-huh. hey uh-huh. it is what it is. I'll take it. It is what it is. That's right. We had it as a team. <laughs> That's right. I brought right. it up. Yes, I did. Come see me. <laughs> so. <laughs> I've given birth. Come see me. Come see me. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so back to the weight loss. Yes. With this whole thing. Stay on track, please, Sean. Yes, ma'am. So back to the whole thing with understanding what happened then to what happened now? Hormones and telomeres. Telomeres. Ah, I was, <laughs> that was Narnia, wasn't so, it? So weight change is a matter of hormone function. I want everybody to walk away with that today. Okay, so That's worth the whole price of admission. Weight, weight change, change is, a is a matter of hormone, of hormone function. function. There are specific hormones that literally command your body to gain weight. There are specific hormones that literally command your body to get rid of the weight. Yes. Okay. And when we're trying, most people are trying to manipulate this system at the calorie level. Like, I'm going to tinker with my calories so that I can lose weight or gain weight. Mm-hmm. When what's actually controlling the whole system is your hormones, right? So wow. trying to lose weight by messing with the calories is like trying to cure a disease by treating the symptom. Okay? Well, that happens all the time. Right. So you're, you've got a headache mm-hmm. and you're taking Tylenol, mm-hmm. but the headache is a result of you being dehydrated or stress, not mm-hmm. sleeping, whatever mm-hmm. it might be for you, but you're treating a symptom. So the headaches are going to continue. They, that's right. We're not really eliminating Until the you headaches. change the behavior, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's what people are doing when they're trying to manipulate with calories and point systems and all that kind of thing. And it will work up to a point. Mm-hmm. And for some people, it just depends on what their hormones are doing. Mm-hmm. So you see these commercials where people are using their weight points or whatever. How many people have failed? There have been more people that have failed doing that than mm-hmm. the people you see on the commercials. This well, they're a, not going to show any of those people on the commercials. <laughs> this is a reality. It's just understanding that the this is what's going on. The commercials we're going to see will not incorporate that. It's because these systems focus on food quantity and not food quality. Mm-hmm. Right? So the quantity that they're bringing in, there's less calories coming in. So here's what happens. Let me just talk about this a little bit. So your hormones literally determine what your body does with the calories you take in, in the first place. Okay? So you and your best friend can eat the same food. Both of you guys have the little 500-calorie pre-packed frozen dinner that Mm -hmm. you're supposed to have on this weight loss thing, Mm -hmm. right? You've got leaky gut, okay? (laughs) And you've got inflammation. So your body's going to handle those calories different. It's actually going to burn fewer of those calories Mm -hmm. off because your system is gummed up, all right? Your friend, maybe she's got, like, perfect digestive health. She exercises smartly, She's taking care of herself. She's been more in the game. She's been more on the money. And we're so still she's going to burn right? off a little bit better. <laughs> and we're still friends. <laughs> right. She, she's going to burn off those calories a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Smartly. Good for her. Smartly. Encourage Smarter. your sister. Yes. All right. So she's doing things a little bit. Her body's doing things a little right. bit better. Way to go, right? girl. 
So help me right there in and of itself, <laughs> uh-huh. right there in and of itself. You guys are operating the calories that you're reading on that package do not actually translate mm-hmm. when it's going into your body. That's right. None of the action happened on the calorie level. Yeah. Sweet. The calories are not doing it. It's not the calories. Right. It's the hormones. So can I align with the hormones that are going to command the right things? So, And am I in a battle with yes, the hormones absolutely. that are telling them to do the other thing? Absolutely. But here's the deal. Can they just go at it? So let me first look at these two, the two bodies, right? Okay. You and your best friend. How about so, my best friend be the one that's struggling with leaky gut and I be the one that's doing <laughs> all the right stuff? Just... Okay, we can flip it, all right? <laughs> Bottom line is this. Your hormones are determining whether or not your body's going to burn those calories off faster, mm-hmm. whether it's going to store more of that as fat, or whether in some instances it's going to ignore the calories completely. Some stuff doesn't get assimilated or get communicated with your body, all right? Now, all this, again, it's regulated and governed by what your hormones are doing, not the calories that you're taking. Sure. So I hope everybody's getting another layer of understanding about this. It's not the calories. It's your hormones. Mm-hmm. So here's what happens when you actually are not working with your hormones and you cut away calories. So first and foremost, your hormones determine your desire for calories in the first place. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is really important. That is huge. So when you cut calories and your hormones aren't right, what's going to happen? You're going to be more hungry, irritable, moody. Mm -hmm. There's going to be a decrease in your energy levels. And ultimately, this is the big one, is that your body's going to store more fat. Mm. Okay? Because your hormones are telling you, everything in you is telling you to eat, and you're not doing it. You're on on this calorie-restricted diet. And your body is going to be upset. And here's why. Our Our bodies are designed to adapt and to survive. That's our design. Only in the last couple hundred years, really in the last hundred years, have we had such an abundance of food available, mm-hmm. right? Before, there were times, obviously, of feast and famine in our evolution, and that's just the way it was. So if food was scarce, and your body, to keep you alive, the metabolism slows down. Your body stores more as much of the fat as it can because it can burn that off slower. Mm-hmm. Muscle is expensive to carry around, so it burns the muscle off. So the bottom line is, ultimately, your body is designed to conserve energy, all right? So it's going to do that intelligently and efficiently. So when you cut away calories, that same program is going to turn on from your ancestors when the Mm -hmm. famine hit. And it's either one or the other. It's just you're creating your own famine situation. So your metabolism is going to slow down immediately. Mm -hmm. Your body's going to store more fat immediately because it thinks that it needs to survive. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, there would be kind of a steady influx of their routines and patterns of going out, getting great food, preparing it. You know, there would be a routine, a a rhythm to it. But then when that's off, which is what we're replicating, Mm -hmm. our body's going to do what it's designed to do. Exactly. And this is why it's so tough to see so many individuals, millions and millions and millions, hundreds of millions of people have attempted to lose weight by this formula Mm. and not understanding they're damaging their metabolism. And this is why also your body will pad that famine and you will gain more weight this time. You know, you'll put on a little bit more. So your body's like, next time that famine comes around, I want to make sure I've got more. Yeah. You know? I've lived that. So, and this is something that a lot of people have seen over and over again. And now we get to, okay, Sean, I understand that when I cut calories like this, I'm damaging my metabolism. I've gained more weight than I started with in the first place. What do I do? How do I fix this? Right. The first thing, we talked about this in the last episode, you have to really understand and believe that it can be fixed. Yeah. You know, you've got to get your inner game together, all right? Because just that thought 
just you believing that it's impossible mm-hmm. or you believing that it's such a struggle, all your cells in your body are listening to you. Right. They're like, oh, well, we. You know, the governing nervous system that's controlling all the cells in your body is saying, stay fat. I can't do it. And those cells are like, aye, aye, Captain. Right. You know, they're like, yes, sir. Right. Obeying, you know, that's what they do. So get your mind right. Now let's talk about the, the outer game stuff. All right. So now we're in a conversation about nutrition versus calories. All right. What we need to do now, it's counterintuitive. We're doing the opposite of what we've been told to do and what people are doing. We're actually going to eat more food, not less. We're going to eat more food. That sounds insane. And this, and just for me to get to the point with this, is this eating more food is going to give your body permission. It's going to put your body in a state of nourishment that it doesn't need to carry around all this excess. It doesn't right. need to carry around this extra fat because it's nourished. It has mm-hmm. everything it needs on a continuous flowing basis. So you're literally initiating programs that your ancestors had of there is plentitude here mm-hmm. and we live in plentitude. We don't need to carry around this excess because That's we're right. getting it on a continuous basis. All right, so now here's the caveat. When I say eat more, I'm saying to eat more nutrition, mm-hmm. not more calories per se, right? It could be, but it's going to be hard to eat more calories when you're eating really nourishing food. Or eat unnecessary calories. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're talking about here making sure that we're eating foods that are extremely rich in phytonutrients, phytochemicals, vitamins, minerals, trace minerals, enzymes, essential fatty acids, polysaccharides, all of these amazing things that elicit incredible programs in your body and to communicate with your hormones. For your hormones to do the things that you want them to do there for you go. to be the fittest, healthiest, sexified yes. version of yourself. Hey, now. All right, so you've got to eat more of that type of food. All right, so in essence, all the different nutrient categories I described Where are we going to find most of these foods? Thank you. Give it up. The big umbrella is real food, first of all. First, yes. This is real food that you can recognize where it came from when you see it, (laughs) you know? So it comes to your table. It doesn't look like some random, like a bagel, right? A bagel. It's this circle, like doughy thing that obviously came from a bagel tree. (laughs) But no, it's not how it actually works. There's no such thing as a bagel tree. You can't recognize when you see a bagel, if somebody came from an indigenous culture, Mm -hmm. they can't recognize where a bagel came from. That's not real food. They would be concerned about what that was. Right, but greens, salad, you know, those salad greens, field greens, spinach, tomatoes. I like that imagery. (laughs) Carrots, the root veggies, Mm -hmm. the garlic, even potatoes. But you got to be careful with those because of the glycemic load. That's right. That's That's another conversation. Which we've um, had. Reference a previous show. Brussels sprouts, cabbage, almonds, walnuts, pistachios. Come on, Sean. And then we get into the fruits, the berries. Sing those songs, Sean. (laughs) Mm. The grapes, the seeded watermelon that actually has the seed still in it. That's right. Cucumbers, zucchinis, which are fruits, by the way, because they have seeds. Aren't they? Yeah, they have seeds. So those type of foods, those are real foods, and those pack a lot of nutrient density, Mm -hmm. right? So- If we're really serious about getting this weight off, one of the most paramount things we need to do is make sure that the majority of our plate when we eat is these non-starchy vegetables. Mm -hmm. Okay, the majority of our plate. So like loading up your plate with 
roasted Brussels sprouts with peppers so good. and slithered almonds. So good. Right? Which we just had for the holiday. I was just going to say, we did It was too. fire. <laughs> I used to, because Brussels sprouts for kids is like, mm, it just looks right. Mm-hmm. I never ate them until, right. you know, my wife found this recipe and she made it. And I was like, whoa, this is yeah. actually really good. I've turned a lot of people onto that. And so you got half your plate of non starchy vegetables loaded up, right? The other enough. half, you've got your protein mm-hmm. and then the other quarter well i'm sorry so we got half the plate non-starchy vegetables of the other half half of that so it would be one quarter of your plate protein the other quarter healthy fats avocados Mm. olives maybe some kind of nut butter or something like that Mm -hmm. or you know just a handful of macadamia nuts or something like that i need you to help us with our olive game too because if we haven't done olives before maybe you can put us hip to how to rock an olive i'm glad you brought that up because a lot of people when you hear olives it's a bad experience. Well, right? you know, even I didn't realize how much of a variety there yes. were until I went to the Whole Foods and I was like, oh, let me just go get a, wow, look at all these olives. And then yeah. you get a little nervous about just trying any kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had so, the honor of working with one of the major distribution places for superfoods, period, in the country. Mm-hmm. And this was like, you know, eight years ago. And I was there at their place in California and they had just gotten all these amazing varieties of olives and you know and people were so just all pretty. flipping out and i had just gotten accustomed to it and i really got to enjoy it because when i was growing up and you got them fresh yeah so my mother would eat those green olives with the little red red pimento you know, right. in it yes and i thought that that's what olives were because mm-hmm. i was like that's not my that's i'm not, not digging those right <laughs> and then also the black olives that no, would be i on like pizza. those yes but for me again like that's what i thought it was and i was averse to it but more recently, in my growing up mm-hmm. and starting to, you know, open my palate back up and experiment with those foods, some of these olives, they taste so good, it's almost mm. sinful. You know, they're <laughs> so good. There's so many varieties. I really like Greek olives. It's kind of the umbrella, which you can find at any, you know, Whole Foods. I like spicy olives, mm-hmm. but they have this really meaty kind of undertone to them. You know, so mm-hmm. it can really help. And it's the fats, mm-hmm. you know, it's the oiliness of it. And it's a really delightful thing. So right, right. some people might be hearing this and like, nah, nah. No, just no, give no, yourself no. Give a, a shot. Try, you yeah. know, just go and maybe have the olive bar at Whole Foods and just have a couple of the different varieties mm-hmm. of olives and try them because you might They'll just love you. them. Mm-hmm. And it's a really wonderful food. It's a scriptural food. You right, know, it's like a right. legendary type of food. Mm-hmm. So and olives are one of the most powerful mucus dissolving foods. So it helped to break up a lot of the excess mucus in your body that's surrounding your cells. Mm-hmm. Could you eat those daily? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're Good deal. Good definitely deal. safe. I'm in. Yeah. So, and again, just like the extract, the olive oil, again, mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's a processed food. It's you know, it's a borderline, mm-hmm. but this is not something we base our diet on. That's in the, in the food pyramid. If it was actually right, like that would be at the top where it's mm-hmm. like sparingly, you know, but we're not guzzling like olive oil. You know, so <laughs> right. we want the real olives. We want the whole food, mm-hmm. but not saying that olive oil is bad for you. It's just you've got to put it in its proper perspective or its mm-hmm. proper place. Do we have right. that same concern with coconut oil? Yeah, same thing. You know, you've got to put it in its proper place. Coconut oil, well, it's a little bit different because it's so stable. Mm-hmm. It's so stable. And because it's mostly a saturated fat. Mm-hmm. And it's got all, you know, the, the median chain triglycerides, all this antimicrobial, antibacterial, antifungal. All these properties help to keep it really, really stable. Mm-hmm. So the concern with the olive oil is the oxidation, you know, so right. creating inflammation in your body because it's oxidized. Mm-hmm. But coconut oil, not the same thing. It's something you could definitely eat a lot more of. Yeah. 
Yeah. Got it. But still, understand, it's not a real coconut. Right. It's not Get a whole the coconut, coconut and you're good, but, which we've done. Just yeah. pop a straw in it and drink it and scoop the meat out and eat and use it. And so it is. Ashe. And so it is. <laughs> All right. So I want to take a really quick step back for everybody and help to tie this stuff together. What's really going on here with your body handling the calories you take in and the hormones? Like, what's determining what your hormones are doing in the first place with the calories you're taking in? So real food is the umbrella, right? Then under that, we've got the non-starchy vegetables are really, really important here. We just talked a little bit about the healthy fats, Mm -hmm. the real whole fats. So processed fake fats, you know, hydrogenated oils and all that that's in processed Mm -hmm. food. That's the stuff we want to avoid. Yeah. But fats all costs. <laughs> are so important. Yeah. So important. I think it's criminal. It's probably one of the worst things that have been pushed on our society is that fats are bad, to eat low fat. Mm-hmm. I really think it's criminal because, our, again, our ancestors survived on that. Mm-hmm. You know, fats are really, really important. This is why nature gives them even more caloric density. They give them more value to help to keep you alive. And it's really, again, it's not even about the caloric value. It's about the nourishment for your brain and nervous system. That's mm-hmm. what you're really getting with these fats. Nice. Okay. It's kind of like insulation, <laughs> right? That, yes. Because if I've, we got this cord right here mm-hmm. connected to this microphone, and there's like this coating around it that protects it. So if it's really cold in here or if it's really hot or if I happen to um, hit it, it's not going to disrupt the communication. I like that. Great but analogy. But when, when the fats aren't there, mm-hmm. this coating is gone. And that cable so extremes, is exposed. Right. Those cables get exposed mm-hmm. in extremes. And even if it gets bumped up against something or if I drop a coin or something on it, you know, something with a sharp edge might mm-hmm. chip it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, so it just makes it more susceptible to the environment. Right. That's right. So that's why these fats are so important. I hope mm-hmm. that made sense for everybody. It you want to be more protected from what's going on in your environment. You don't want to be hypersensitive right. because your nervous system will crash. Right? I can see that. Right. Short circuit. A lot of people are dealing with that. This mm-hmm. is anxiety. Is mm-hmm. a big part of that anxiety, stress, because they're hypersensitive, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So this is why this is important. Now, the other thing under this umbrella is their proteins. You know, the animal foods. Again, our ancestors, as far back as we know, were hunter gatherers. So making sure that we're getting animal foods, but from respectable sources, not conventionally grown, factory farmed, kept up in a cage kind of situation, but animals that are living close to a natural lifestyle. You know, mm-hmm. so this is a whole conversation of itself. We've talked about this on the show, but I think everybody's got a good grasp on what that is. Super. All right. So those That's are the a real great foods. way to deal with to get the hormone game straight. Right. So mm-hmm. we've got the healthy fats. And then, of course, we can sprinkle in there, depending on the person, the healthy carbohydrate sources. Mm-hmm. So the starchy veggies, fruits, sugar, you know, even, you know, the more things that we consider sweeteners like honey, you know, raw honey is the most enzymatically active food on the planet. So it's like it has all this aliveness to it, right? So they dig up, you know, tombs, the pharaohs. There's honey there Mm -hmm. that's still enzymatically alive. Wow. And that's just mind-blowing. That is. something, And that's the kind of stuff we want to eat. We want to eat stuff that's not dead. Right. You know, as much as we can. We want to get that kind of stuff in there. Absolutely. Create an environment of life within our body. It's, It's a beautiful thing. I love it. I love it. All right, so that's the eating part of the outside. Yes, So now I want to turn our attention to, I'm going to talk about two more quick things for everybody today to wrap this up. I want to share, because I'm going to let everybody know how we can get more specific on this stuff. Because as you can see, this is like, how far down the rabbit hole do you want to go? Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many aspects of this. And I'm going to tell everybody at the end of the show how they can get all that information and then some and how to apply it to their life 
in a more strategic, consistent way. Okay. Because even though you're hearing this and you know it's real, you know it's true, and you know that you can do it, it doesn't mean you will. Because, mm. you know, there's a lot of a lot the of environmental in factors. There's things in play. Right, mm-hmm. right. So let's talk about something that I should have talked about in the beginning, which is what is a hormone in the first place? Okay. Hormones are chemical messengers that communicate messages from each cell in your body to each other cell. All right. So I'm going to make that even simpler if I can. Hormones are messengers that help all the cells in your body communicate. Okay. So if the message gets messed up. Mm -hmm. I was just thinking of that game we play with uh, called telephone. Telephone. Right. (laughs) So you start off, you're saying like Jill likes cookies. And by you get to the end, it's like Jill's mom is a drug dealer. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like the message gets like all way off. Right, right. <laughs> so We're all hearing the same thing. <laughs> oh, so that game that it's a real thing mm-hmm. because if we're not leveraging real life practices, things that our genes expect us to do, mm-hmm. those messages are going to get screwed up. Mm-hmm. And this is hormones where, are the messages or the way the messages are carried. They're the way the messages get carried. Okay, got it. Okay, mm-hmm. because all the cells they know what to do, mm-hmm. but there's a governing system, and that's what I want to touch on really quickly. So the governing system for our hormones is some, a part of your brain. It's called the hypothalamus. I've heard okay? of that. The hypothalamus. And the hypothalamus is the beginning point of what's known as the HPA axis, the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. Okay? Here's what your amazing hypothalamus is responsible for. It's literally responsible for your body's use of calories you take in. Uh-huh. Okay. So again, we're trying to manipulate this stuff, mm-hmm. but your hypothalamus is determining what those calories do. This is what you learn about in the Model Health Show. Right. All right. Your hypothalamus. It's also controlling your hunger, your thirst, your fatigue, your body temperature, your sleep. Your hypothalamus is regulating all this stuff. Wow. All right? I need to go to the This is the master, master gland here. Mm-hmm. And this is the most important part, is that your hypothalamus integrates and connects your nervous system to your endocrine system. Your nervous system is how you're sensing your environment and how you're picking up what's going on in your life and the decisions you make are based on this. It connects your nervous system to your endocrine system, which is your hormonal system. Mm. All right? So your perception of stress, Mm -hmm. your perception of life is out to get me, this bill, whatever it is that's got you hyper-aware and anxious, is communicating now to your endocrine system to produce more hormones that catabolize your muscles and make your body store more fat because your body's in a state of protection. And it was the hypothalamus that did the translation? Exactly. This is where the translation is happening. Or did he just put them in the room and let them? They're in the room. Like, this is where the okay. communication is happening in your hypothalamus. But it doesn't. Okay, so then the, the translation does happen. Like, hey, he said that. They've got some stuff going on over right. here. Did you hear that? And right. then they say, "This is where the connection what? happens. Is in this in this room." About it. Love it, right? So now the communication, as far as your endocrine system goes, now we're moving down to the pituitary gland, and this used to be considered the master gland because of all amazing things it does. I have heard that your pituitary gland actually regulates your hormonal output. It regulates your hormonal output in the first place, and secretes certain specific hormones like the TSH, mm-hmm. thyroid stimulating hormone. So again, a lot of people are concerned about the thyroid, which I got a good feeling we're going to talk about this on the next show because mm-hmm. we got to have a conversation about the thyroid. Most definitely. Human growth hormone mm-hmm. or growth hormone, mm-hmm. all right? This is the anti-aging youth hormone. It's why kids can run around dressed up like animals <laughs> and have an awesome time and, and the parents just be looking at them like, would you sit down? Oh, right. All right, because they got a lot of growth hormone they and do. we want to make sure we're producing enough of that. I want some of that, okay. yes. 
It's also essential for antidiuretic hormone. It produces that as well, which controls your blood volume, which controls the water balance in your body, period. Mm -hmm. So whether or not you're puffy or you're, you know, you're really lean, you could see the striations, mm-hmm. right? So all this kind of stuff is going on with the pituitary gland. Um, sexual function, growth, uh, blood pressure, all is going to get regulated here. This is the master place that's communicating. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, I want to touch on the adrenals. A lot of people are hearing about that yes, now. Yes, that's you know, becoming a more popular conversation. Adrenal stress. Right. You know, my I, adrenals, I've got to adrenal watch fatigue. My adrenals. Yes, fatigue. Right. These are all the ones that are working with the hormones. So your adrenals are actually responsible for producing this big catchword today, which is known as cortisol. And that's our battery pack. You taught us about our battery pack. There she blows <laughs> right there. So the adrenals sit on top it of your is. kidneys. That's your built-in battery mm-hmm. pack, right? Mm-hmm. Now, your adrenals are binary. So they're either producing these stress hormones mm-hmm. or they're producing anti-stress or anti-aging rejuvenating hormones. It's and either it or. a positive charge or a negative charge. Right. It can't be both. Gotcha. Right. So if you're in a stressed state, because, again, why I'm bringing this up is today I want everybody to understand that your hormones are going to be largely regulated by the stress you're perceiving in your life. Okay, so this is another big reason that people are not losing the weight that they really want. You said okay? stress you're perceiving, right. and I love that. Yeah. And please get that in your system. It's the stress you're perceiving. Yeah. And there's way more to that mm-hmm. that you can share, but it's how we're perceiving it. Yeah. And I mean, I'll touch on it a little bit, but just to close things off with the adrenals, your adrenals are... Not just the cortisol, but also we have DHEA it produces, which is powerful anti-cancer, anti-aging, rejuvenative hormone that it can produce when you get your butt out of a stress state. Mm-hmm. Okay, This is the rest and digest state, you know, where your body can actually go and assimilate and break down some of that fat. But you've got to be able to put yourself into that state on a consistent basis because we're not meant to be in fight or flight all the time. All the time, no. All right. Thank God. But so, that's our world Now, this right is just now. touching on this conversation today. There's so much more to it. So to wrap things up, I want to talk about that perceived stress really quickly. Some people might be hearing this like, I'm not that stressed. I'm not that stressed, Sean, and I'm still having trouble with this weight or this little bit of body fat. I can't get rid of this, this gut, right? And I'm not stressed. You know, I don't. When we hear stress, we oftentimes immediately think about like emotional stress. You know, that's, right. that's what we immediately think about. Where what I want to introduce to everybody is something, a concept known as your your overall stress load, okay? Mm -hmm. So we have our emotional stress. We also have our work stress. We also have our mental stress. Mm -hmm. So the things, and these can translate over to emotions. We have our exercise is a hormetic stressor, which can be good, but that's another stress. Mm -hmm. So I'm talking, right now I'm building up the picture, your overall stress load. The stress picture, yes. The environment itself. If you're exposed to radiation, if you're exposed to Wi-Fi, if you're exposed to electromagnetic fields on a continuous basis, you know, which we all are really, that's adding to your overall stress load as Jay's looking around at the equipment in here. Right. I'm way wired. (laughs) There's spiritual stress. Yes. Okay. That feeling of disconnection, that feeling that you're cut adrift, that feeling that you're not enough. All these different things are adding to this overall stress load, right? Your diet. Mm-hmm. Another thing, it can be a huge stressor for you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's good or bad. If you're eating really good food, there's still going to be an, a certain amount of stress because mm-hmm. your body has to assimilate and use a lot of energy to break that down. If you're eating crap food, <laughs> obviously it's going to be a much bigger stress. And mm-hmm. again, I'm painting this picture. What's your overall stress load mm-hmm. look like? You might mm-hmm. think the stress in your life is low, but, but it is. I've got it's news way for more you. to it. Yeah. You're you carrying know? a big stress backpack. Yeah. 
you know. <laughs> right. You, <laughs> going hiking. You're going hiking with it. And in addition to that, what type of food you eat and that creating a stress, not only to digest it or your body trying to reject the crap food. If you have always struggled with weight and yeah. you're just kind of getting into the idea of how to become this healthy person and every time you have to come to that decision about what to take in and yeah. what's the right thing or what's not the best thing to take in, that creates a whole nother level of stress. That exactly. every time you approach right. the eating. So glad you said that. Yeah. So let's perceive that as different. Right. You know, yeah. you're not running away from your former self. You're running toward a welcoming, happy, healthy body yeah. and existence. Yeah. And what that really takes, and this is where I want to close the show up today, is it takes a shift in your internal and external environment. You've got to have the external tools to help you to perform, but you've got to have the internal dialogue. You've got to have the internal tools to help you to, to be present and to do the external stuff in the first place, mm -hmm. right? And this is why community is so important. This is why it's very, very important in our world today because chances are your community is not conducive. Mm -hmm. Your environment is not conducive to you being the greatest version of yourself. Right. And this is why also today is a great time because you can proactively get yourself in that environment mm -hmm. no matter where you are in the world. That's right. You know, because of technology. So it's leveraging those things that can be seen as a negative because, you know, got your butt sitting on the couch or whatever and, you know, mm -hmm. caught up with the Kardashians or whatever, <laughs> you know, but also you can We're use doing it for much better. Uh, actually, I hear that's good for them. <laughs> so. So with all that said, to wrap things up for the show and to put a bow on it, that number one thing that's really causing this unwanted weight gain has to do with your hormones. But now we understand from today that it's a much bigger story. It's not just what I'm eating is doing something with my hormones. It's your overall stress load. It's how you're perceiving reality and the things that you're doing internally as well. So, you know, the food that you put in your body, the air that you breathe, the water that you drink, all this creates the outprint or the printout <laughs> of your body, mm -hmm. you know, because your body is just, it's a temple. And it's also, this temple is a printout of the things that you've done in your life. How about that? You know, it's that receipt. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, thank you. There right. you go. The receipt. <laughs> So, so for everybody to get themselves engaged, to get this right information in their hands, to get the community support, to get to a level of understanding that you yourself are the master of your body. You yourself are a fat loss master. You know how all this stuff works. Recently, we've opened up the pre-registration for my program, New Year, New Body 2014. Yes. And below the show, right here on the SeanStevensonModel.com, on this page, on the show notes, We've got the registration, so just click on the banner and you can get yourself registered for a free live keynote event that I'm going to be doing to kick off the program. Yes. And what we're going to do, even in the first week of the program, what I touched on today with the HPA Axis, we're doing Metabolism 101 together. Nice. And I'm going to take you through and show you every single part of your endocrine system, the, the really major players. Helping us understand and how to, it. What the problem is and how to fix it. You know, because picture. again, we could do shows on each one of these topics. Yeah. And I did like I went in and went in the studio and recorded and did videos or whatever for all this stuff. But we're going to kick the program off. New Year, New Body 2014 with a live webinar. So make sure you go to the link and sign up for it because you mm -hmm. do not want to miss this at all. At all. all right. So thank you so much, everybody, for mm -hmm. tuning into the show. I appreciate it so much, and I know how important and valuable your time is, and I really appreciate you doing a little something extra for yourself That's to right. educate yourself and then motivate yourself 
and to really step into your greatness. It means the world to me, and I appreciate you so much. And I do too, and align with those good hormones that'll work with you this time. That's right. (laughs) All right, everybody, take care. Talk soon. And make sure for more after the show, you head over to theshawnstevensonmodel.com. That's where you can find the show notes. And if you've got any questions or comments, make sure to let me know. And please head over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and let everybody know that our show is awesome and you're loving it. And I read all the comments, so please leave me a comment there. And take care, everybody. promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help transform your life.